0: Putting the mental in fundamental, it's the Drew Marshall Show. Terry Reel is a family therapist. He's the author of The New Rules of Marriage, What You Need to Make Love Work. Internationally recognized family therapist, speaker, and author. And instead of going through his lengthy bio, I'm just going to drop a couple of things that he's done, and then we'll get to the good stuff. You may have seen him on Good Morning America, the Today Show, 2020, Oprah, New York Times. He's all over the place and he's been around impacting people's lives for quite a while now. Terry, I'm so sorry. I think I made you I just made you sound older than you really are. He's been around for a long time now. Sorry about that, Terry.
1: <laughs> long of two.
0: So good to have you on the show. You, the reason you're on the show today is because I had a conversation with some friends the other day, and they said to me, "You got to get this guy," and you know, "You got to get his book." And re-. and then even after I booked you, they said, "That's great. I'm glad you got him on the show, but you got to read his book. Read his book." And one of the concepts that came out of this book that stuck out for them, and I'm assuming it's this book because I haven't actually gone through the whole thing yet. It was a last minute booking uh, getting you on the show, "The New Rules of Marriage: What You Need to Make Love Work." Was this concept of couples who have been together for a while? tend to i guess build these grooves of the way they see their partner and then they can't change the way they see their partner now terry please explain that better than i just did
1: (laughs) i call this core negative image cni core negative image and it's one of the concepts in the new rules of marriage It's, uh, I'll bet your uh, friends, uh, I've got an online course that I'd love everybody to take. It's uh, uh, six modules, uh, about eight hours. uh, You can chop it up. And uh, this is, I think, the fourth module, is core negative image of that that online course. Your core negative image of your partner is who you see your partner as being when you're looking through the wrong end of the telescope who you think your partner is being when they're the biggest most impossible jerk <laughs> that you can and you're looking at them and you're going wt i mean what, what how did i wind up here with you and it, the whole thing seems a dreadful mistake and rather hopeless and you are in a dark place inside of your relationship in, in that moment mm-hmm. and What's being triggered is uh, an image of your partner uh, that's very negative and has some truth in it, but is exaggerated. The great thing about this is it's called core negative image because you can be in a relationship for 40 years, and when you see your partner as being their worst, you will always see them consistently in the same darn way. They will always be selfish, or they will always be boundary-violating, or they will always be whatever you think they are. It's consistent, which is good. I mean, that's better than if we were a moving target, because there are things we can do to use it. So, uh, for example, okay, I I leave the milk out of the refrigerator back when my kids were little, and Belinda, my wife, who's a full-time family therapist herself, is stressed. And she goes off on me. Now, what she's going off on is that... In her mind, I am a – this is her core negative image of me. Narcissistic, selfish, sort of boy man, uh, undependable, and uh, irresponsible. Okay?
0: Is that because you're a surfer?
1: (laughs) I'm a dude. (laughs) But listen. Now, okay, so that's her core negative image of me. My core negative image of Belinda – is that she is an insatiable, demanding, hypercritical, micromanaging witch? <laughs> is this too technical for you? No, no. Oh, I'm right. getting it. Yep. All right, good, good, good. All right, now let's. This is, I want to show you how this all fits together. So now, the the first thing to understand about your partner's core negative image of you here's the bitter pill that you have to swallow, and it makes things really good once you swallow it. The bitter pill is this. Your partner's core negative image of you is an exaggerated version of you at your worst. Okay, I'll say it again. An exaggerated version of you at your worst. It's not you at your best. It's not even you at baseline. It's not even a dead accurate description of you, where it's kind of a purple, you know, Rupert Murdoch uh, description of you uh, uh, at your worst. It's pretty colorful. But nevertheless, it's you we're talking about. For my, No one in their right mind would ever have a negative image of me as being overly controlling and too organized, okay? That's not me. It's selfish, irresponsible, undependable. Well, you know, ah, uh, Yeah, I guess I'm in that vicinity. (laughs) Belinda, nobody would call her irresponsible. My God, she wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning and starts making lists. She is uber (laughs) responsible, but a little controlling sometimes, a little (laughs) difficult sometimes. There you go. Now, here's what happens. I leave the milk out of the refrigerator. Belinda's asked me to be thoughtful about being a a good, non-sloppy role model for my boy. She sees the milk spoiled on the kitchen counter. She goes into her core negative image of me she's core negative image triggered and so she sees that and yeah i was late i was a little sloppy whatever but she goes it exaggerates and now she is talking to that selfish self-centered unreliable undependable boy child and she's gone off on that now once she gets triggered that way and behaves out of her trigger guess what happens to me do i say oh belinda you're so right that was really irresponsible of me no i react to how exaggerated she's being and i say oh come on for goodness sake it's a milk carton yeah and then she goes uh-huh see i knew he was irresponsible look at the way he's handling himself <laughs> right. and then i go what a witch. I can't believe she's not letting And it just self-reinforces. It becomes a vicious circle. Yeah. And the more she's convinced that I'm that undependable boy and acts accordingly, the more I'm convinced that she's that witch and acts accordingly. And it mutually confirms each other, digs it in, and escalates. Now, at this point, I like to say to the couples I work with, your core negative images are duking it out with each other. You can sit down and have a beer. You're nowhere in the picture. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's just image fighting image at this point. So th- once you know, uh, there's a, a really difficult exercise, and this is a more advanced exercise. I have to tell you, if you're a fighting, warring couple, don't do this exercise unless it's with a therapist. It's 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 one of the more this is the graduate school exercise, right? Uh, learning about boundaries, learning about self-esteem, learning how to talk, learning how to listen. Those are like okay, this is a t- this is a tough one. You can put each other's core negative image of each other on the table, just like I did with me and Belinda. See, I don't mind Belinda looking at me as a man-child and me looking at her as a as – a you know why? That's not what I would call a rare heterosexual pairing, that pair. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that ashamed of it. Anyway, once you get it on the table, there's some great things you can do about it. First of all, it takes the sting out of it. It's bet, you can have better boundaries. It can t- be less, per- oh, I know, Belinda's not talking to me. She's talking to that man-child. Okay, sure, I could finish your sentences for her. I get, I get how she sees it right now. And it, it, you don't have to take it so personally. That's a big plus. Then you don't have to be reactive to it. Secondly, and this is really a joy, but this is pretty advanced spiritual stuff. If you know what your partner's core negative image of you is, you have operating instructions for your partner. hmm their core negative image of you points in the opposite direction of where you want to go. So anything I do with my darling wife, Belinda, that feels irresponsible, for example, I'm late, then she confronts me on it, then I go, oh, don't make such a fuss over it. Two irresponsible moves back to back. Anything I do that confirms that image, she's going to get riled up about. And the other side, this is where it gets great, anything that I do that's the opposite Of her image of me, she's going to (laughs) love. So she has a core negative image of me as irresponsible, right? So I show up and I go, hey, honey, I just got two tickets to the theater and hired a babysitter. Let's go. She's mine. Yep. She's mine. So you should know that when you behave in ways that confirm your partner's core, it's like that old hot, cold, you know, hot potato, cold potato. When you get close to that core negative image, you're in trouble and when you do the opposite of that core negative image, you're golden.
0: Okay, a couple things here. First of all, we're speaking with Terry Real. He's a family therapist. He's the author of The New Rules of Marriage, What You Need to Make Love Work. He's a very, very popular person. That's why someone's calling him right now on the yeah, other phone.
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no. The core negative image stuff you've laid out, we get it. We understand it. The way forward, and I, wa- I was going to use the phrase, you know, how do you break that? But I don't think it's necessarily a breaking. I think it's an awareness of... No,
1: no, no. You can break out of the cycle. You can? Yes, you can. But you ha- But this is where the spiritual word comes in. I talk about relational jujitsu, relational Aikido. Instead of countering your partner's core negative image of you and talking about how ludicrous they're being, which only confirms it. It's like that Chinese finger puzzle. You know, the more you strain against it, the tighter it gets. If you lean into it, it loosens up and you can release. Instead of countering the image, be acknowledging and be accountable and join with your partner. Oh, darn. Yeah, I'd lift that milk out again. You know what? i'm so sorry it, not only did i do it but i've done it in the past it's the kind of thing i can do L- let me get another milk and I- i'm gonna do my best to work on this i apologize bing boom done i just saved myself a whole evening of warfare
0: okay so this is how i picture that going down there are various martial arts out there and there are various leaders of those martial arts fields uh, chuck norris who's been on the show before is one of them Another Mm -hmm. one is Steven Seagal. And Steven Seagal, if you've ever watched him do it, whatever he does, as someone goes to attack him, instead of defending and attacking back, he does a a quick little flip and he lets the person go right by.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay. That's what I'm talking about. For example, Drew, I have a saying for guys. I say, I have a tool that you can use that will disarm an angry woman within minutes 50% Fifty percent of the time now, fifty is not a hundred, but it's better than you're doing. <laughs> I can disarm an angry woman in fifty percent of the time within minutes. You know what? You know what it is?
0: It's relational jujitsu. Well, yes, you're a quick study, but uh,
1: specifically, I think would it not sound a
0: little something like this? Your uh, wife says, "I asked you to clean out the dishwasher, and uh, you've already done it." And instead of going, "I've already done it," you just simply say, "Okay." And you go and pretend you did it even though you've already done it.
1: Well, you don't have to pretend you did it. You just go into another room. But, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. You know, it's funny you should say that because I actually use that example. Every morning, one of the nice things I do for my wife is every morning I, I get up a little earlier than she does, and I've already had my coffee. And, and I come into the bedroom with a cup of uh, a cup and a pot of coffee, and I pour her a, pot of, I pour her a cup of coffee. Right. And for years, I would be pouring her the coffee. My wife is a little bit controlling, and she has a tick. If she sees me doing something, she asks me to do it. So, like, I'm sweeping the floor. She says, honey, could you sweep the floor? You know, uh, et cetera. So she, I'm pouring oh, hold the on, coffee. hold on,
0: hold on. Is she visually impaired?
1: <laughs> it's just a little tick. It's just like uh, she needs to somehow be involved. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay anyway what can i tell you you know i'm going to do a whole book on ticks in yeah. marriage to drive each other crazy yeah, right? But yeah anyway so so she said so i pour the coffee she goes honey would you pour me a cup of coffee as, as i wanted to do yeah and i would I, I you know for years it would be okay belinda look steaming hot liquid brown in your cup you know and, <laughs> and fight wouldn't be a big fight, but it wouldn't be pleasant for five minutes. Yeah. Now, uh, you're teaching uh, Roshi, Drew. (laughs) uh, I'm pouring the coffee. Could you please pour the coffee? I go, absolutely. (laughs) No problem. Oh,
0: there's a part of me that just cringes at that. I mean, everything about me wants to go, dude, I'm pouring you coffee right now. How do you not see that? That's weird. Uh,
1: Can I tell you something about that? Yeah. What you're why every muscle nerve in your body is screaming to do that is because you want the union of the two of you seeing being in the same reality, being on the same page. And there's a disjuncture when your partner's being a lunatic, and you don't, you know, you have to, you and you just say, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm a lun-. And here's how you do it, Drew. I, I'm perfectly capable of being a lunatic in the next five minutes. So, you know what? We make up stuff about each other all day long. This is her moment. God bless. You know, I, I, I could fight it and I really, what I ask people to ask themselves, and this is the spiritual work, is what does this cost me?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a great question. Yep. And, and it really has to do with being right.
1: Yeah. And it has to do – one of the things I say is when you let go of these immature agendas, like proving that you're right, it, when you move into increased maturity, there's a little loneliness as you move into a greater maturity. you got, You so, got to
0: explain that because I think I totally resonate with what you're talking about, but I, I want to be right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look. So so you're with your partner. You're pouring the coffee. He or she says, uh, you know, please pour the coffee it's the idea of just going sure no problem when walking away drives you crazy because there's a disjuncture because you're not in the same reality with your partner and you're just walking away with that person misperceiving you and it's like uh, why are you going to let that stand it's distant you want you want to be seen for who you are and you want that connection and this is a disconnect that you just live with it's a little disconnect i call it micro disappointment (laughs) (laughs) And you live with it. No, this is important. This is the stuff of intimacy is digesting these disappointments. Yeah. Because we think, we long for perfection, but real intimacy is about the clash of your imperfection and mine and how we manage that.
0: Oh, so well said. Is the newness of love sustainable? I say no. What say you?
1: In moments. Uh, or uh, off on a romantic weekend maybe Um, here's how I do it I talk about nose to nose energy and shoulder to shoulder energy side by side energy Hmm. and nose to nose energy uh, which is characteristic of early stage romance affairs and crises nose to nose energy is when what you're about is each other You are staring into each other's eyes. You are facing each other. The energy is intense. It's erotic in the broader sense of the word. It's alive. It's intense. It's engaged. And it's very uh, connected. It's the capacity. Think about it as a vertical line and a cross. The vertical line is the capacity to uh, have uh, an authentic connection in the moment. Really be there. Yeah. The side by side energy or the horizontal piece is domestic energy. That's about being in a relationship over time. And that energy is like responsible and dependable and stalwart and all that good stuff. It's not very sexy, it's pretty boring. (laughs) And what happens is that um, all couples struggle, modern couples struggle to kind of lift themselves up out of that side by side you know putting the kids to bed paying the taxes whatever uh out of that in harness together energy and turning and facing each other emotionally and then physically and then sexually and uh, 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 many many couples who have difficulty with sex actually when they're having sex do fine i i say you don't have a sex problem you have a transition problem you don't know how to get from side by side to nose to nose which you have to be able to do in order to be sexual with Interesting each other. interesting yeah. So we can recapture. You know, the simplest, the best way to recapture is spend a lot of money and go someplace romantic for uh, a, a few weeks and get waited on and <laughs> drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we all uh, are working hard to build romance into our long term relationships. And I think that we can do better than. Uh, you, uh, are you always going to be. Like you were in, in the first three months of, are you going to be ripping each other's clothes off the way you did the first six months or year of your relationship?
0: Or trying not to rip each other's clothes off in the context of uh, the evangelical Jesus community? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, I talk about three stages of relationship, and this is this will be up your alley. The first I call the harmony stage, love, and I also call that love without knowledge. You love the person, but you don't know, like, how they pay their bills, or what their toothpaste looks like, or what the bottom of their closet is all about. Uh, The second phase, which our culture does not acknowledge, is disillusionment. That I call knowledge without love. Now you see all of your partner's imperfections, warts and moles, but you're not very loving. In fact, you're feeling betrayed and hurt and trapped and scared and angry. It's the dark night of the soul. And all relationships go through that. I, I talk to people about what I call normal marital hatred. <laughs> I've been talking about this for 20 years around the North America, and no one has ever come up to me after a talk and said, what did you mean by that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: So it's dark. And then the third phase I call knowing love, mature love. And this is where you know... Uh, all about your partner's imperfections and you choose to love them anyway, as galling as those imperfections are because the good qualities are good enough to make it worth your while. And a lot of people don't know how to get from disillusionment, disharmony back into repair. Because that's where the skills are. That's what the whole New Rules of Marriage and the video, Staying in Love, is all about. It's this how do you get from that dark night back into not some kind of settling compromise, but real celebration and acceptance. How do you, how do, you do
0: that? Dude, you are killing me here. Well... Really, there's nothing left to be said at the end of this segment other than Terry Real. We need to dedicate an entire Saturday show to Terry Real. That is just ridiculous. I would highly encourage everyone to go to terryreal.com. T E R R Y R E A L.com. com. There are lots of resources and courses and seminars and coffee mugs you can buy. I don't know. <laughs> I want to
1: get get a Terry Real action figure, you know?
0: Yes. I love it. With G.I. Joe Kung Fu Grip. Yeah, right. Right, jujitsu grip. That's what you got It. that's exactly it. Totally got to be it. Terry, listen, it just feels too short of a time, but you have just dropped so many golden nuggets on us, and I want to thank you very, very much. Jiu-jitsu. Thoroughly enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite interviews all year. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk again.
0: I hope so. I really do, Terry. Uh, go back and enjoy uh, the ocean, the beach, okay. will you? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Terry. Bye-bye.